0: Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Awesome, hear me, stay standing, I just want you to stay in that place. Can we go back to where you are? We um, were just singing that song and I just felt, um, there was some lyrics in there that said, I can't walk away, I can't walk away from you. And... I just felt like there might be some people in the room and where you're standing right now just lift your hands and close your eyes. I just felt like there might be some people who actually feel in themselves that they, there's a sense that they want to walk away or that they want to give up or things are hard and You feel like God's not there. If that's you, I just want to encourage you that God is with you. And he is for you. I've been listening to this song, it's called Reason. And the lyrics it says... If we could pull back the curtain of heaven, if we could pull back the curtain of heaven, we would see his hand on everything. Every hour, every minute, every second, he's always been in it. Don't let a shadow of doubt take hold. Hold on to what you already know. And if that's you, I just want to encourage you that whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like God is not with you, that he is. He's in every moment and he's never going to leave you. Let's just sing that again. Oh, I have seen your face and I can't walk away I can't
1: walk away oh, I can't
0: walk away No I can't walk away. We don't walk away from you, Lord but we lean into you that you are a good God that you do love us and that you are in it every second every minute you are with us Lord we thank you that you are faithful you are faithful to the end what you have started you will complete Lord We thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can't walk away from you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, worship team. Always do an incredible job. Thank you so much. You guys can take a seat, I'm excited to share tonight, I've got my diva headset on, I'm going to break out in song, (laughs) no I'm not really, (laughs) that's why I was like I can't sing, I can't sing, (laughs) Um, but I'm really excited to share tonight, Um, I get the privilege of closing our series on generosity and keeping an open house, so who knows it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So no pressure, Giselle. It's all good. Um, it's going to be awesome. Cool. So um, I'm going to share tonight um, around obviously generosity. Um, and uh, I wanted to uh, just share just a journey that I have been on um, in regards to learning about generosity. and. Um, Who knows um, that kids go through a stage of asking, if you've got children, that they go through a stage of asking, why? Yep. who knows that? Okay, so you might be driving in the car, and they might say, Mom, why is the sky blue? Okay, and then you answer the question and then say, Mom, why is the moon still out when the sun's out? And you know, you answer that question. And then they say, Mom, why this and why that? And you might get to a question where you don't actually know the answer. And then you say to them, well, I don't actually know the answer to that, sorry, but why don't you know the answer to that? Well, I don't actually know everything. And then they say, well, why don't you know everything? <laughs> And it's like this, you know, why, 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 why? And, and you get to the end of your writing, you're like, okay, just stop. Um, but for me, I actually feel like 2019 has been a year where God has really been encouraging me to understand my why. And, you know, um, those questions that the kids actually ask are really important because they actually show their learning and development and their curiosity. Kids are so curious. They do want to know everything, and it's so good that they ask those questions. But even as adults, I think it's really important to ask why um, and why we do things. Um, And in asking the why, it enables us to be more intentional and more purposeful about the way we go about life. So then it's like, well, what daily commitments and habits are you building and are they connecting you to your why? And so I feel like this year has been that and I feel like God has been um, encouraging me and particularly into generosity, not just because of this month, um, but I feel like he's been speaking to me about three things and I feel like these things have actually been sculpting uh, my why to generosity. So let's just pray before we start. Lord God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you and welcome your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you that your word is powerful and living, Lord God. And we thank you that it is the thing that changes us. It is the thing that that transforms our lives, Lord God. And I thank you that your word would transform hearts and minds here tonight, Lord God, that I humbly come and I ask you to use me to bring your word, Lord God, and bring your word so that it can transform hearts and lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So I'm going to start by going to 1 Peter 4.10. So if you've got your Bibles... And if you're taking notes, the title is Sustainable Generosity. So when I talk about generosity tonight, I'm not just talking about financial generosity. I'm talking about the things that God has given us that we need to be generous with. So... Yes, our finances, but also our gifts that He has given us, our wisdom, our prayer, our worship. Um, God has called us to be generous with those things. And it says in 1 Peter 4:10, God has each given uh, sorry, God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God Himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to Him forever and forever and ever. Amen. So we're called to live a life of generosity, and. Not just in our finances, but in the way we do things, in the way that we steward our gifts. God has given us, each of us, individual gifts. Um, and he has called us to use them. Um, and that's our purpose. And, but how, to, how do we um, keep being generous and sustain a life of generosity? Because it's not that he has called us to be generous on one occasion. He's called us to live a life of generosity. So how do we sustain a life of generosity? Well, who's excited? I'm going to hopefully share some insight with you tonight um, about that. Okay, so my main point, sorry, my point one, that I feel like God, sorry, I'm just going to rearrange some things. I'd like to be minimal. Um, so... Point one is sustainable generosity is achieved through an investment. And this is what I feel like God has actually been, uh, is one of the whys of what God has been speaking to me about. Because when we invest our gifts, it should never be from a place of, oh, I should do this and I should do that and I should do this and I should do that. It should come from a place of an investment. So it's like, and I've felt like, um, with t- with coming onto to the youth team that my mindset has really changed so it's not that I, I should just do that to tick off the box and you know to be a good person but it's that I'm investing so my mindset has changed and it's been like okay well I want to do this because I want to invest in the church and I want to advance his kingdom and I want to leave a legacy, I want to create a legacy so that we can continue on the godly legacy. So my kids can then grow up in a church and pray and pray and worship freely, you know, so it's not just about um, the shoulds, it's not just about the shoulds. When you're actually um, using your gifts, you're actually making an investment. Um, And the definition of investment is the action or process of investing money for profit. A thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future. An act of devoting time, effort or energy to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. So generosity and using our gifts and stewarding our gifts is an investment. What are we investing? Our time, our energy, our finances, etc. For what? For the glory of God, for the advancement of His kingdom. And when we invest, for an example, you might invest in the property market. When you invest, it's not a short-term thing, is it? No. You invest because it's a long-term thing. So it's, you're in it for the long game. And... Um, And that's how we need to see it is that when we're stewarding, when we're investing our gifts, we're in it for the long game. So we're in it for the next generations. Um, And, you know, it's different from investing in property because we're actually investing in something greater than ourselves. um, And we are creating that legacy for people and for future generations. Um, And what God has given us is in order to be a sustainable legacy. Um, And you know, investing, it's a risk. Um, You invest in the property market, you don't know what the market's gonna do. Um, And we also risk when we invest our gifts. But the great thing is, when we invest our gifts, we can be certain of an eternal reward. When we invest in the property market, we can't be certain of the outcome. But when we invest in the house of God with our gifts, we have, we are certain of an eternal prize, of eternal reward. You know, souls in heaven, heaven rejoicing that souls are being saved. So we can be certain of that when we actually invest our gifts in the house. Who's excited about that? It's good. So if we turn to 2 Corinthians 4. Verse 16 to 18, in the, um, just on the screens. Thank you. Um, it says, I've written my notes in yellow. It's a terrible color. I oh, like this. I'll be like my mom. Sorry, mum. Thank you for coming. Sorry to disrespect you on stage. I do love you. Um, so it says in 2 Corinthians four sixteen to 18. That is why we never give up. I literally have to do this. Um, though our bodies are dying our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long yet they produce for us they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever so we don't look at the troubles we can see now rather we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen for the things we will see now will soon be gone But the things we cannot see will last forever. How good is that? So we're not investing in just the now, but we're we're investing in something that's going to last forever. How exciting is that? You can't do that on the property market or the stocks, but you can do that in the house of God. It says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 to 19, Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money which is here today and gone tomorrow, tell them to go after God. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage, to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury. They'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. Who doesn't want to invest in using their gifts in the church? (laughs) It's so good. Um, And like I said, you know, um, you might be investing and, for example, for the property market, you might invest in the property market. And with that investment, you have ups and downs with it. So you have repairs that you have to fix. You have tenants that you have to boot out and that you have to go to the tribunal about because they're destroying your investment property. You know, the market goes up, the market comes down. And you go through this, you know, journey of like, you want to sell, you want to keep, you want to sell, you want to keep. So we have challenges when we invest and also challenges when we invest our gifts. But those challenges, they actually mature us and we've got to keep the bigger picture in mind, we've got to set our eyes, like it says in Corinthians, fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen, and so we've got to stay focused on the end prize. So, we know that in 30 years, when we've invested in the property market, that that one day will be passive income for us. So, And the same thing for in the church, we've got to set our gaze on what is not seen. So we've got to set our gaze on the things to come, the things that we don't necessarily see. So the progress is not necessarily visible, but how do we sustain our generosity? We fix our eyes on what is not seen. Are you getting it? Good. (laughs) We fix our eyes on the things that are unseen because if we fix our eyes on what is right now and what we see, we're going to lose heart. We're going to get disappointed. We're going to become depressed or emotional. Things are little, things are not progressing as we want them to want to. We're coming up against challenges. We're bashing our head up against a brick wall. But how do we maintain sustainable generosity? We fix our eyes. We fix our gaze on the things that are eternal. We need to have a heavenly perspective. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt says, keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. So when we invest our gifts, our talents, our finances, our time and energy, we need to stay grounded that challenges will come, that the progress may not seem as we want it, but we keep the bigger picture in mind. We need to maintain an eternal perspective so we don't lose heart and don't give up. Turn to your neighbor and say, sustainable generosity is achieved through investing. Awesome. My next point. So the other way that we can achieve sustainable generosity is by stewarding our gifts. So stewarding, stewardship is the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. We are all called to faithfully steward and be responsible for our time, our energy, and our finances. Everything that God has given us, we are called to steward well. And we can only achieve sustainable generosity if we steward well. So like 1 Peter 4.10 says, it says, God has given you each a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And then it says... um, do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you will do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. And you know, we can, um, we can also see this in the parable of the talents. So if you turn to Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, and I'm going to read this from my Bible, not from yellow text. Doesn't help. Don't do that again. Okay. Who knows the parable of the talents? So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed." Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. So the bag of gold from him, uh, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken away from them, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in this parable, pretty intense at the end, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, the Bible's a bit like that. Um, but it's true. It talks about so that talents in the biblical days was referring to money. But now it's, if you look into the commentaries, it's talking about your skills and the gifts that God has given you. Is that a timer? Am I over? No? Something beeping. Self-detonate. Um, so we can see that the parable illustrates the use, the use of gifts given by God. So, but it also illustrates the tragedy of wasted opportunity, doesn't it? So for me, the why to my generosity is that, well, God's given me things in my hand and I need to be faithful with those things that he's given me in my hand, I need to steward them well for his glory and to leave a sustainable legacy Um, and he calls us to be faithful and those who are faithful from the parable will be fruitful so you know, and the thing is with stewardship is that it will look different in different seasons because it was according to their ability so we can do different things in different seasons so Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be zapped up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So ask yourself, what is in your hands right now? Are you using what is in your hands? And if you are, are you stewarding it well? Um, Most of you know um, that I took on a um, boot camp business uh, a year ago, over a year ago now, and um, so I do boot camps in the morning and hit classes at night. And when I first um, took over the business, I'm a bit, a bit of a visions girl and um, I like to get things done and see progress. I love progress. Um, I'm not, so I'm a terrible painter. Joel always tries to get me to paint, but I'm terrible at painting because I'm just, I just want to get that wall done and I want to see the colour on it. I don't want to edge, I don't want to cut in, I just want to see that wall painted. Um, so, <laughs> so don't ask me to paint, Joel's really good. Uh, <laughs> um, but with this business, I was like that at the start. So I wanted to grow it. I wanted it to be, you know, by 30 people. I wanted to have 30 people. I wanted it to start and I wanted it to run every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and I wanted to change the website. The website was um, terrible. Don't go on it. Um, <laughs> um, so it was very clunky. It's just, it was self-made from the guy that I purchased the business from. And um, I wanted to change everything now. I want it to be perfect now, as soon as I got it. But I quickly learned that that's not how it happens. (laughs) Um, And so, but I had to learn how to steward what I had in my hand according to my ability. So according to what I had in my hand at that time. So I had to lower my expectations from here to about here. Which is okay, because it's just the season that I'm in. So, Joel would tell me, so I'd sit down and write my, write my sessions out. And he goes, babe, why do you, like, and I'd research, I'd research battle ropes, I'd research kettlebells, I'd research all these different exercises. Because I wanted to have a new experience, I want it to be amazing, I want it to be the best boot camp in Canberra. Um, and he's like, but why are you doing that? You have written so many, like, I've probably written hundreds of sessions. And he's like, babe, why don't you just use those sessions? And I'm like, but I can't. I can't because I've done them before and they'll know. And But it's actually true. I actually needed to use my time. It wasn't effective use of my time. So stewardship looks different in different seasons. So. Um, and we have to work within our parameters. So I needed to figure out what was the best use of time for me, and I needed to figure out that I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I could just use sessions that I already had because I've got so much going in my life. I've got three kids, another business, church stuff. So I needed to figure that out. I needed to work that out for myself. And Joel would probably say it probably took me a little while to do that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so we need to ask ourselves, you know, what are our gifts? Where am I best placed? And what's in my hand right now that I need to steward well? And how, how do I do that well? What does that look like for me in this season? It might mean paring it back a bit and keeping it simple. Or it might mean that I can actually do a little bit more because all my kids are at school. So you need to work within your parameters to be able to have sustainable generosity. Okay, so Max Lucado says, what talents has God, oh, I'm nearly over time, um, God given you? Do you have a tendency to downplay those gifts thinking you're being humble or do you hide those gifts fearing you might fail? Jesus' parable, the parable of the talents, makes it clear that you should use the gifts he gave you for his glory. Use your uniqueness to take great risks for God. If you're great with kids, volunteer at the orphanage. This is a Max Lucado. Um, quote. If you have a head for business, start a soup kitchen. If God bent you toward medicine, dedicate a day or a decade to AIDS patients. The only mistake is not to risk making one. So we need to work out our gifts, and if we haven't done that already, that's okay. God's gracious, and god it's all in God's timing. And then we need to ask God how... Does he want us to steward them well? And what does that look like in the season that we're in? So say to your neighbor, sustainable generosity is achieved through stewarding my gifts. Very good, A, A for everyone. Um, The other way, you can tell that I'm a teacher, can't you? Sorry. Um, The other way we achieve sustainable generosity is by growing little by little, and this is my last point. Am I over time, Claire? No. Oh, thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. Um, So this is another thing that God really challenged me in this year in regards to my why of generosity. And as I said before, I'm a visions girl. I have a board that I have next to my bedroom, and each year generally, um, at the start of the year, well... Of late, it's been like March or April, but that's okay, uh, it's the season that I'm in. Um, I usually write goals for the year, so I write financial goals, relational goals, character goals, um, ministry goals, um, and all of that. So I'm very goal-orientated, that's how I work. Um, and, but the thing that I learnt is that uh, our sustainable generosity only grows little by little. Man, so hard. I get frustrated at that sometimes. And you might also too. I don't know. You may not. Can you come help me? Because I get frustrated. (laughs) Um, But that's what we need to keep in mind, that it's little by little. We need to keep the bigger picture, fix our gaze on the things that are not seen. We need to understand that we're creating a legacy. We're in it for the long game. And that our generosity grows little by little. And the principle of little by little is all throughout the Bible. In Exodus 23 verse 30, it says, "...little by little I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take the possession of the land." Proverbs 13, 11 says, Whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. The parable of the talent, the king says at the end, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. So they're given a little, they're faithful with the little, and then they're given more because they're faithful with the little. So our generosity grows little by little. And Michael touched on this last week when he was um, talking about the story of his friend that he stayed with. And he asked his friend how much do you give? And he says, well, I give 90% of my income. What? That's so cool. But he didn't start there. And like Michael said, if we start at 90%, we fall flat on our face, don't we? Um, So our generosity grows little by little. And healthy things grow only by what? Little by little. Okay, through a steady process and over time. So I have a bit of a demonstration. Joel's going to be my... I'll come up here, though, because it's a bit hard to see. So don't worry, I'm not going to make you do agility training, <laughs> although Ben's probably keen being a soccer guru. Okay. So a bit of a visual. Okay. So... <laughs> come on, get it right. Um, (laughs) Love you, babe. Okay, so say for instance, um, so, uh, well, this is true. Joel and I have a vision for what we would be able to want to do in ministry, in church. Um, And, you know, things like um, goals of what we would love to be able to give into the building fund, how we'd like to use um, our gifts for the ministry. Um, But the thing with that is, is that we've got to start here. We can't start here. It's according to our abilities. We're not ready here for that. We've got to start back here and just start. And if we haven't started, we just need to take that first step and start. Okay, we need to start. How do I start? I start by saying, God, what have you placed in my hands? What is in my hands right now? Not what is in my hands 10 years time, but what is in my hand right now that is going to advance your kingdom? And you ask him, what does that look like for me now? Does it look like every week, every fortnight? Well, no, it just looks like every once a month. That's what it looks like for you in this season with the things that you're juggling. It's different for everyone. It's according to your ability. God doesn't give you what you can't handle. Okay, so we need to start here. You know, who has ever seen someone who's learning to do the splits go straight into the splits? Tell me. No one. I'm not going to do the splits. I've never been able to do the splits, okay? So, how do they do it? They stretch a little bit further each time, okay? So they... I'm not going to do it. They might start here. Oh, that's really tight. I can't go any further, okay? And that's okay. That's... at least they're starting, okay? But then here, they might stretch a little bit further and they can go a little bit further down into the splits. Okay, we can give a little bit more in this season. And this season might last for one or two years. I'm not saying that this is one year, this is the next year, this is the next year, this is the next year. I'm just saying you've got to start and you've got to continue on that journey, okay? So don't stop on that journey, okay? So it starts little by little, okay? So we give 10% of our tithe or we we get onto the Christ roster and we're serving, you know, once a month, okay, things change in our life and then we're able to serve on that once a fortnight, then we're able to become a leader in that, then we're able to steward our gift in a different way, and a different capacity according to our ability, okay, and then we might go to here and then we can go to a greater level, we can give more and then we might go to here and then we can do more and more, but... As we continue on that journey and fix our gaze on what is not seen, we can continue towards the vision and get closer to the vision and the goals that we're trying to achieve. Okay? And we might get to here and then they move. They get greater. But all I'm saying, the point is, is that your generosity, sustainable generosity, occurs and grows little by little. Okay? Okay? Thank you, babe. Great volunteer. So good. Okay. So be faithful with the little and don't get discouraged. Okay? You've got to start small. Starting small is awesome. Because you know what? You've started. You've started. And that's the most important thing. Okay? So say to your neighbour... Ben, don't be a rebel. I can see you in the front. Sustainable generosity. <laughs> Sustainable generosity is achieved through little by little growth. Awesome. So I'm going to close with this story. And I promise you I'm going to close. Thanks, Brody. Um, so on Friday night we had youth We had a youth takeover night Joel and I were really, really nervous um, we've <laughs> We had to wear our PJs And Joel says to me We're not really PJ people Like, you in, like I struggle to do a PJ theme And he said to me What if, they've, what if they're pranking us? And what if they're making us just dress up in our pyjamas and they just all dress normally? And I was like, oh, yeah, they probably will. And then we were just thinking about, you know, like all these games because we said you guys are going to organise the food, you're going to organise the games and the activities, and you're going to organise the God space. And so we were excited but really nervous. I was like, oh, wow, what's going to happen tonight? But it was all okay. They were all very good. So, and they did a great job. So, um, but we had on Friday night, we have these two young girls come and they're not saved um, and they've come through a neighbour who has been faithful in this house and has known these girls since they were little. So she's sown a seed all those years ago. She's invested and stewarded well what she had. And she's planted seeds, and now these young girls come to youth. They're not saved yet, but that will happen. And we had their mum there, and their mum is just so lovely. Single mum. Anyway, the reason she stayed on on Friday night, and the reason why she stayed on is because she's just had surgery on her hand. So her eldest daughter drove, has her L's, and drove them to youth, but she couldn't return home obviously because she couldn't drive. So she joined in and, and she we have this space. She joined in the night, she had dinner with us and chatted with us and connected with us and and we have this space um, called Good Chat, God chat, bad chat. I oh, know, I get it wrong all the time. Good chat bad chat, God chat. Anyway, so we sit around the circle um, and sometimes we go into girls groups and sometimes we go into guys groups. But we go around the circle with these young people and we say, What's hap- what, what has been something good in your week? So that's a good chat. And then they talk about something bad that's maybe happened in their week or something challenging. And then they talk about something that they feel like God's been talking to them about. Anyway, so we started um, with good chat, bad chat, God chat, and Ethan, one of our leaders, he started. We ran, went around the circle. Anyway, it gets to this mum, and I thought, oh, I wonder if she's going to share. Like, there's no pressure for her to share at all. Anyway, she, um, she shares. Um, and it's awesome, she said, oh, my good chat is, is that I've been able to have surgery earlier than expected and um, we give a little clap after their good chat, we go, yeah, good chat, good chat <laughs> Noah Laleva loves it because he's a footy guy um, and then she says, bad chat and she says, oh, well, it's really actually quite painful and then the guy goes, and then the youth go, "Oh, bad chat, like so they're you know it's very it's great, it's so good, they go, "Oh, bad chat, you know, um, or if they've got two good things, they go, "Oh, double good chat, yeah, like this it's so funny, um but we get, I love it it's just it's so good um it creates a space for them to talk about their week, and these kids, you know you think. You think, oh, they wouldn't have any worries, you know. But these kids, they, youth, I should say, they, they have worries. They have anxieties. It's real to them. And this gives them a space to share and a space for us to pray for them and to bring hope into their world. But anyway, we get to um, the mum and she gets to a God chat and she says, Oh, I just I am so grateful for this youth um, and for the positive impact that it's had on my girls' lives. And I'm just so grateful for this community and the people that they're hanging around. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you don't understand and realise it's the unseen. You don't understand the impact that you're having when you steward your gifts. And you don't always get encouragement for it. But that's why it's so important to look to the unseen and to think about the legacy that you're leaving. You know, and they also did, which was amazing, they wrote, all wrote us an encouraging letter. So it wasn't just one letter. They all wrote us an individual letter to all of us leaders just saying, what a great job we've done, or, you know, and it's powerful. This is from one of the girls that's unsaved, and I'll just read it. It says, Giselle, thank you for everything. And when I say that, I mean food, setting up, games, joy, making people laugh, and most of all, making youth happen. I have had so much fun being at youth and being able to join. And then she's written, I'd like to write more, but I don't have room. (laughs) (laughs) But then she's done, youth is cool, you know. So I just want to encourage you, like, you never know the impact that you're having. And the challenges are real when you steward your gift and you invest your time, your money, your energy. But you don't know the impact of what that is and you don't know the seeds that you're sowing and you may not ever see the fruit of it but we've got to fix our gaze and have an eternal perspective on what we're doing so encourage you that your sustainable generosity is impacting people both now and into eternity there'll be people in heaven that we never thought would be in heaven And why? could be just from that one thing that we said. That one thing. That one seed. That one moment of being faithful with what is in your hand right now. Eternal reward and leaving a godly legacy. And be encouraged that your sustainable generosity grows little by little. That that vision in your heart and what you desire to do with your gifts... It will happen. It will. God will finish. He will finish. He is faithful to the end. He will finish what he has started. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. He is faithful to the end. And your generosity, sustainable generosity, grows little by little. So if you haven't started on that journey And you haven't asked God, you know, what are my gifts? Or if you're in a place where you know what your gifts are, but you don't know how to steward them well or what that looks like for you in this season, I'd love to be able to pray for you afterwards, you know. I'd love to be able to just pray for you and support you in starting on that journey. Because... It's an exciting journey. Yes, it's challenging, but it's exciting because you're creating a sustainable legacy. So let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that your word transforms, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for those people who may don't know their gifts right now Lord or for those who do know their gifts but don't know how to steward them well or maybe need to adjust a few things or maybe that are feeling a little frustrated that they're not where they want to be Lord God I pray your word never returns void and your word is here to encourage and edify Lord God, I pray that you would stir their inner man. God, that you would stir and lift up and encourage their spirit, Lord. And Father, I thank you that they would begin on that journey, that they would begin to steward their gifts well, Lord God. Father, that you would exceed their expectations, Father. Lord, as they lay their gifts at your feet, God, I thank you that they trust you with their gifts and they thank you that they know that you are in control control and that you will bless them and that you will exceed their expectations, Lord, as they begin to be faithful with the little, Father. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you help us get on that journey or continue on that journey, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.